do, where you can double your pleasure and double your fun. It's time for Ed, and it's time for Sean. It's time for the Geeksters. And welcome to episode 281, part two of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. What? Give me a look there. <laughs> it's a little frou-frou. A little frou-frou? <laughs> yes. Sorry. <laughs> Is that weirder than usual? <laughs> That's a lot. Weirder than usual. Thanks, Ed. <laughs> You're welcome. So, hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Yes. Here in part two, I bring the news. Yeah. I bring the funk. I bring the noise. I bring shit. <laughs> I bring stuff to talk about. Yes. What did you bring? Nothing. You just got to sit there and listen. I'm getting all like, it's your fault. <laughs> you didn't bring the news article. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get no email going, Sean. I think this article would be kind of cool to talk about. No, I didn't do it myself. No help from you. <laughs> So if you don't like this episode, the only person you got to blame is yourself. <laughs> oh, I just had flashbacks of my childhood. <laughs> oh, but seriously, folks, thanks for listening. Yes. Um, again, we talk some Disney. We talk some Star Wars. We just kind of like talking about Disney. <laughs> we talk some casting. Uh, we Do we talk casting? I don't know. I kind of forgot. <laughs> You kind of forgot. Uh, we talk composers. Yes. We talk composing ourselves. <laughs> anyway. We get into a, a heated discussion about... Uh, yeah, at the very end, we got a little hot. Yeah. Hot about, you know, the life and death of uh, superheroes and where it should go and count point, counterpoint. Yes. So uh, why don't you sit back and relax and when we come back, Sean's going to have... 17 movies that shamelessly ripped off better ones. I can't wait. All right, we'll see you in a bit, folks. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live here on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and TuneIn. Just search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right. <clears throat> so, Ed. Yes. I have a plethora of news articles. Oh, great. All right. Well, now, last week when I um, talked about, we were having a conversation off air. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Ed, remember this? Here's 17 movies that shamelessly... Um, 15 superhero movie endings that were changed last minute. Yeah. And you were like, oh, I love those kind of things. Yeah. So, like, like when I got home, I found one, and I was like, oh, this is a good one, too. But I might have to save that for bonus, because it was kind of a big week for news. Yes, yeah, so well, At least I, for stuff I cared about, you know? <laughs> <laughs> see, but, let's, let's see what you cared about this week on the news. But, I mean, for bonus material, I do have 17 movies that shamelessly ripped off better ones. Oh, right. they're my favorites. All right. So, first off the bat, Star Wars. Yes. Okay. Uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you pause? It's, it's, it's nervous when you when you get when you Star Wars and you go Harrison Ford, you go, uh oh, what's this gonna be about? Well apparently he didn't give a rat's ass about handing over the Star Wars uh baton. Yeah. <laughs> um apparently he was, you know, someone was asking him, like, Hey, you know, you're such an icon. Um Harrison was like uh uh, let's see if I can get through news articles. I love how. All right. So this is what he said. I don't know that I thought about it at all. It was there to die. And I didn't really give a rat's ass who got my sword. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, apparently, the actor's comments came from um, profile of John Boyega, who plays Finn, and uh, now an ad pops up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, he regularly claimed he was best friends with Ford during the film's promotional circuit. At a photo shoot for the film, he recalled an encounter in which Ford made sure to remind the newcomer who was in charge. Harrison was just like, see that kid? I'm the star. <laughs> Boyega recalled. And I said to him, yeah, mate. You ain't going to be the star when you get stabbed by Kylo Ren. <laughs> the promotional circuit for The Last Jedi was clearly missing something, according to Boyega, who expressed his disappointment in missing Ford. I mean, it's different change when you're coming to the next movie and Harrison Ford's not there. Han Solo is not there. Uh, he shared on The Tonight Show with Jeremy Fallon, it's the reality of Han Solo's death, and it's just mad. Uh, but whenever I can see him, it's great times. Ford, on the other hand, <laughs> isn't as forlorn. <laughs> He's like, I've been begging to die for the cause for a couple of years, he explained on Live with Kelly and Ryan. I guess, you know, <laughs> I thought Han Solo's got no mama, got no papa, doesn't believe in the Force. What can he do? What's his ultimate unity? Uh, to sacrifice himself for others. Well, they figured a different idea, but it worked for them, worked for me, and brought in some fresh horses. Um, and, of course, fans will be able to tell you now that there's a promotion. When the last try out, he'd be hitting DVD. Typical Harrison. I just kind of like, yeah. Like, it's a, it's a job. Paycheck, I don't really care. Stab me to the chest. <laughs> It'll get off my falcon. <laughs> um, okay, Ed? Yeah. You and I are products of the 70s. Yes, we are. There was a, a show. Um, oh, uh, I want you to close your eyes because I want you to... Okay, I'm closed. my eyes are closed. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna play something. Okay. And I'm gonna you, it, it's gonna bring back nostalgia for you. Ready? Okay. Uh, let's see. Make sure there's no ad. Oh, there is an ad. Okay. Yeah, I just hit that. Let me go through the ad. Oh, great! Our internet is going to hit it. La la la. I begin in four, three, two, one. Ready, Ed? Yes. It looks good in there. Do you know what it is, Ed? It's the $6 million man. Why, yes, it is, Ed. It's the $6 million man. Great. Oh, wait, wait. Oh. Well, let's get the music. That great 70s tune. Steve Austin, astronaut. And barely alive. <laughs> Ed's pretending he's running in slow-mo. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world... Ed. You can see the smile, the warm glow on Ed's cheeks. Like, oh, little Ed sitting in front of the television. With my Steve Austin doll, with the eye that you look through. Uh, Stronger. Stronger. Faster. Oh, here you go. They put production money into music. No, 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 no. Stacy's like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. So, the reason why I bring that up, Ed, is yes. because the $6 billion man has a release date. It does. Yes. Finally. <laughs> um, do you remember who's starring in it? Uh, last I remember was Mark Wahlberg. Oh, you are correct, sir. All right. 
Mark Wahlberg will star in the big screen adaptation of the $6 million man TV series for Warner Brothers. Cyborgs are a little more expensive this year, so Steve Austin will have to be the $6 billion man in this version of the story. Damien Zaffron, who directed Wild Tales, will direct the $6 billion man. And this is a quote. Writing the screenplay wasn't such a fantastic ride and embarking on this journey with Mark. I'm sorry, was. <laughs> wasn't such a... Like, that completely changes the whole... <laughs> wow, the... there's already wow, controversy. Yeah. Uh, writing the screenplay was such a fantastic ride and, and embarking on this journey with Mark. To take the story to a whole new level is simply spectacular, he said in a statement uh, when the project was first announced back in 2015. Growing up, these kind of films left an incredible mark on me, and now it feels good to be making a new one. All right, so at one point, he was also writing with William Monahan, who wrote The, Depart- the Departed, which is weird. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> Come for six times. Uh, they were also doing work on the script. It wasn't clear. In, um, still, in 2016, Wahlberg said the movie is a complete opposite spin on the superhero movie in Capes. All right. <laughs> The concept of the characters are based on Martin uh, Kendall's 1972 novel, Cyborg, which became a popular TV series, The Six Million Dollar Man, which ran for over 100 episodes and spawned a spinoff, The Bionic Woman. Diehard writer Stephen E. DeSouza was one of the writers on the original TV series. He spoke a little about it in an interview with him that you read at this Bible article. But The Six Million Dollar Man was once scheduled to arrive in 2017. Clearly it didn't. Right. It will now open May 31st, 2019. All right. So. I'm excited. I, I'm curious. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm, you know, like, ooh, I can't wait because I, I, I don't know how I feel. Well, I met, uh, I think it's my news. His last name is Anderson. He played Oscar Goldman in the six million dollar man he was the guy who was in charge of the project of the six million dollar man and sent steve austin all these missions right 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 right. and i met him and i met um steve roger lee martin lee Lee majors Majors, (laughs) anyway i met them both in in boston at a as a wizard world convention was actually they called it buffy con because it was all the buffy characters but you were there to see something completely i was like (laughs) my wife was you know wanted to go i mean i i met them and they were you know nice and all it was fun fun to see them and you know doing their q a's but i i really when i because there was a a lot of them there was uh lee majors uh i think it was john anderson i could be wrong the first name but i know his last name was anderson and then um there was Gil Gerard from Buck Rogers uh-huh. and uh, Bo Duke, um, John Schneider, John Schneider, all there. So I was like, more, "You're like in hog heaven, going. Yeah. This is my childhood right in front of me. That's exactly. This is the '70s all over again. <laughs> I get to I get to relive the '70s." And I I remember going up to Lee Majors first because he was like the the, the big one he, I wanted to was, see. Yeah. And he was there to sell because at the time it wasn't released on DVD to the public. You had to get it through Time Life. I remember that because that was the only way you can get the made-for-TV movies that after after the show ran both Brian Woman and uh, Six Million Dollar Man, they did like once every blue moon was like, hey, here's a movie with the two of them together. Yes. Yeah. So basically he was a commercial because that's all like he just promoted. He goes, are you interested in the DVDs? I'm like, yes, I am. He goes, go to timelife.com. Oh. And, like, and he was just selling it. And it was, it was sad. And the thing was that there was a, there was a, there was a, a hallway basically, or, or a corridor way between the two stars. And, uh, 
Richard Anderson it was. Now I okay. remember his first name. Richard Anderson was, was on the other side of the, the aisle, and nobody went up to him. He was, like, reading a magazine. And I went up to him, and I spent at least probably 30 minutes having discussions about the $6 million man. And, you know, <laughs> he was just happy fight, to have somebody fight. there. <laughs> like I say, it's like, it was like, it's like going to the old folks' home, and they're like, somebody's come to see me? Let me tell you about the days in the 70s when I was filming $6 million man. <laughs> Pussy as far as the <laughs> You know how much trim I got just by going, I know Steve Austin? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it was it was it was a phenomenal conversation because I did remember a lot of the shows when he fought Bigfoot, right. when he fought the robotic version of, of Steve Austin. You know, it was all these conversations and all, and like how they did it, and it was just it was phenomenal. Like to to get the behind the scenes right. from him, it was like having a live a DVD extra, like a commentary, <laughs> right. like you know, right there, you know, instead of watching on television, it's right there in front of your face, having a conversation, interacting, asking questions, and. Uh, I have to say he was a very nice man to 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 speak with. I don't know if he's still alive. Uh, you know. I think he did pass away. Yeah, so it's a shame. But the, but he was he was very cordial and very you know he didn't it didn't bother him in the least. You know he's kind of like I just wanted to come out and meet my fans, and I'm like I'm probably the only one. Right. Yeah. I've just spent a half hour with you. So clearly, I am your only fan. Because <laughs> right, there was yeah. no, nobody behind me. Nobody. You know. And I'm like I have to move on. You know. What was going on over at the Lee Majors side when you were talking to him? Was there people still walking up? There, or? there, there was like two or three people because they they saw there was a there was a screen right next to him playing the commercial for Time Warner oh, see, over I, and over again. And a stack of DVDs, and you couldn't buy those. It was just for show. So I, that was one of my questions. Like, I was could like, can you I buy, buy them? No, just, that, can I buy these? And he's like, no, you have to order them online. And I'm like, this, but this is what they look like. And I'm like, well, all right. Wait, yeah. But if I would have bought, I, if you would have had them here, I would have bought a set, and you could have signed it for me. It would have been a win-win for everybody. Right. Now you're telling me like, hi, well, I'm Steve May. I'm 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 Lee Majors, star of Six Million Dollar Man. Sure, I'll sign your photo. And by the way, go to WarnerBrothers.com to buy the whole season. Sad, yeah, it's like it's kind of sad. <laughs> really, it really was. And then, and then his. How many one, years ago was this? Uh, rough guess because I'm at trying. least six years ago. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say it's probably six years ago. It, the fan, I know it was way before the show. The started. nerd fandom, while it had a buzz for some stuff, maybe not for the nostalgia part. So I think like if Steve, if Steve Rogers, if Leave Majors. Well, when they show a, up, there'll probably be a bigger crowd for them. There, I know there's a touring nostalgia con that goes on. Now, not every city right. has it, but I know Philadelphia has it, and I, I actually New Jersey has it, uh, Cherry Hill, and a couple other areas. And they have all the older stars from like the 60s and 70s come and geriatric tour. <laughs> exactly, it's a geriatric tour. <laughs> and uh, he said, so he, I think he would have done better there, you know, in terms of it. Right. But then also his wife was there, right? And like she's probably. Half his age. Yeah, good going, guy. <laughs> so, so it was like this hot young blonde next to this old man and the TV. So, I mean, there was two things at least that would distract you to go. I gotta see what's going on over here. I'm sorry, who are you, old man? I'm really here to see the blonde. Yeah, like she's my wife. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Really cashing on that six million dollar man money. Like, or the fall guy? I the oh, I love that show. Oh, that was great. God, I would I would I need that box set. I don't even know it exists. I have the first season on Blu-ray. I have the first season on DVD because it's never going to hit Blu-ray. <laughs> um, I love that theme song. I it introduced me to Heather uh, Heather Thomas, who I had a crush on as a teenage boy. It was, it, and it was a great show too. It was fun. 
Yeah, they do. You, apparently, you get the complete set for twenty three seventy nine at Target. Really? Yes. I've never seen it at Target. Or fifteen ninety four at Walmart. I've never seen it. I don't go on Walmart. <laughs> or 13... I'm too high class for Walmart. Are they having a Best Buy for thirteen ninety nine? Never seen it at Best Buy either. <laughs> I have to order it online. Probably. probably. Oh. All right. Um, so there you have it. Six billion dollar man. I wonder if uh, they'll have like Lee Majors in it as a cameo. As a cameo, like a walk on. I got to this day, no matter how many times I watch Scrooge, that Lee Majors promo with him, the night the reindeer died. You know? <laughs> Always throws me off. I'm like, you've been a real good boy, uh, Lee Majors. He's like, thanks, Santa. Like, <laughs> um, all right, I'm just going to throw this out. It's a blurb. The Oscars. Yes. Right? Apparently, the TV ratings for the Oscars dropped to an all-time low of 26.5 million viewers which is in down from 19% from 2017. Wow. Uh, any reason why you think that? I uh, think, I mean, there's all, so much controversy going on between all the whitewashing, as, as, as they say in, in Hollywood, you know, like having a lot of white actors playing different parts. Also the fact that the, uh, the woman movement going on, the uh, what's it called now? Time's Up or? Me Too. Me Too. Me too. You know, and oh. I, I mean, they have. I'm not saying they're valid. They're very valid. You know, <laughs> it's like that that thing, that, that thing, thing the ladies are bitching about. Go <laughs> after a while. You just, I, I kind of, I kind of. You do get numb to it. I, you, I, know, I you get turned off because you're just like, again, like I mean, and, and and don't get me wrong. I mean, like if you can go after somebody who is a sexual harasser that you know it's, it's in the business and that's all they're doing is to, so women can sure. get part roles in movies and they have to do this it's like yeah you know what that it's about time that something's done about that it's like great i mean i don't know the name of the movement and not that i don't <laughs> care it's just that you know it doesn't really i don't work in hollywood right. so it doesn't affect me in any way that kind of thing and um i just i just think of because of all of that people just kind of don't want to be involved like they just want to you know, like so, so you yeah, slide away from that. You I know? don't want to put words in your mouth. So do you feel like people you didn't? Did you watch the Oscars? No, I did not. Did you record them to watch them later? No, I mean I can watch them. The ABC app has the uh, the Oscars, so you can watch it in its entirety. Um, probably with less commercials than actually watching it on TV, right? Or just watch all the acceptance speeches like yeah, I was going to do, but I never got around to. You know, and it's just it, you, you. But that's the thing too. Like, like it's not like you. To me, like the only one, the only thing I looked up was the in, in memorandum, like the people who passed away, right? Because I'm always curious, and then I'm like, and then they always mention like names that didn't get put into that list, and it's like, why didn't this actor get like you know? Well, I saw that people bitch about Adam West not being in the in the memoriam. Yeah, I can tell you why. Flat out, he was more of a TV star than a movie star. Yeah, but he's done. He has done movies. Yes, but his iconic role as Batman was based on television. So when the Emmys come around, I think that he'll be thrown into that. Yeah. Like, because he's mostly known for his role on television as Batman. Or, and Family Guy. Yeah. Two, two predominantly television. It's not like Family Guy, the movie, has been running around for like 20 years. So I think that's the reason why, like, yes, there was Batman, the movie. They could have thrown him in there. But they might maybe be going. Well, he was more of a television star. He was a television I, icon. I, I, I mean, you he, think he's going to get passed over when it comes? I, to I think so too. Because he, he, he was. He, there was a lot of controversy after he left Batman. You know, there, right. there was you know, there's documentaries based on that. The fact is, is that he was trying to get work. He was always typecast as Batman, right. and he always had to do like you do car shows as Batman, right. and that kind of thing. And then at one point, they kind of wanted to stop being Batman because he was. 
And it's like, well, that's how they know me. Like, how, how am I right. going to get work? You know, that kind of thing. And it was a really hard time for him. And it, it really, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's just like you, you feel that they're just going to snub him straight out and not care. And it's just like that's a shame because he's, he's for so many young people or, or actually older people now than they're young anymore. <laughs> but they, they people appreciated him so much that I just feel that they're just going to snub him. And then everybody just should be up in arms about it, you know. All right. Well, so would you feel like the Oscars and you didn't watch it particularly because were you afraid of more of the of the – Controversy, not controversy, but the more of the, hey, we're here to celebrate movies, but don't forget, blah blah blah. Right, like you thought there was gonna be like, hey, next to the podium is gonna be a soapbox for someone to step on. Pretty much, I mean, you you always you're always afraid you're gonna get one of those people that's gonna really spout out about it. But then also the fact too, it's the same thing every year. It's not that exciting. I mean, you have somebody come up. I want to thank my director. I want to thank my family. I want to thank God. I want to thank this person. And my agent. I, my agent. <laughs> and, and they'll mention names, like 40 names that you have no fucking clue who they are. Right. Because, you know, it's like, I'm not involved in this person's life, so I don't know <laughs> who these 40 people that these I want to thank Ed from Geekster. He's like, oh, they know my name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only time. You're like, oh, my God, I mentioned me. But the, other than that, I mean, like, like to me, it's like the same thing over and over again. You know, you... And, and I mean, not that they don't deserve what they get, you know, if, if they if they get an Oscar because of the performance or with the movie or whatever, that's great. But it's the same story. It's just like, thank you. You know, and then, you know, and then music plays them off because they're too long mm. and they're they're trying to shorten the, the 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 whole thing. And it ends up being what, like an hour over right. you know, that normally is. Would you have felt different if it was a different host? You know, I Jimmy Kimmel. I I like Jimmy Kimmel. I, I like his uh, his comedy. You know, and I, I like some of his interviews. I've watched because like we had the Star Wars cast, and I watched right. that episode, uh, uh, a couple other episodes. I know he has a, a big thing with Matt Damon going back and forth. Right, right, right. A, you know, like, uh, like almost like a pretend feud. It's and it's kind of cute to to see that. Um, but like you you need more entertainment wise. Like like you need more of like I remember when you used to watch Oscars. Like the beginning of it, it would be this big production about all these movies that the, the, the host would be in. Right. Know, that kind of thing. That's when Billy Crystal was the yes. host. Yeah. So we do a lot of that kind of stuff. So it was more entertaining to watch because you don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be something enjoyable. Now it's, he comes out, I'm going to do a monologue because that's what I do with my, my regular show. So I'm going to do the shtick. I'm going to do comedy jokes. And then now it's, we're going to do one thing you get, might get the songs there. So they'll have them singing through the, the movie. And then you'll get a, a little tidbit of each movie as best picture through the night, giving, you know, those kind of things. But it's this, like I said, it's the same thing over and over again. So you're not like that excited. You're not like going to go, what are they going to do this year? <laughs> you know, that they didn't do last year. But what about you, sweetheart? What do you think? I think it's a generational thing. You do? Yeah, because we have established I'm a millennial. <laughs> as much as I don't want to be called one by age in the year that I was born, I am one. Um, when I was going through, I am not the spokesperson for millennials. Okay. okay. Like, I'm just going to throw that out there right now. <laughs> right. However, all my friends are the same age as me. Okay. So I would say that I have like a little bit more of a tap in on my generation and generations that are maybe just a little bit older than me or maybe just a little bit younger than me. Okay. Right. I think I'm a little bit more in tune with them. Uh, than sure. other people. Okay. Right? You say us. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, when I was going through that Oscar list to see like who our little game about who we were going to vote for and all of that, mm -hmm. half those movies on there, I didn't even know what the fuck they were. So like, why would you watch an award show that has movies that you didn't see? 
last year when we were going through the list. That's been my bitching complaint. That's what I'm saying. For years. Last year when we were going through the list, I didn't know what half those movies were. Right. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why would you watch that? Like, yeah, they had the Star Wars and the Logan and the the one that had um, Kong Skull Island, Logan. It was like a bunch. The whole list, I was like, oh, my God, we've seen all of these. Visual effects and stuff like that. And it was like for the first time that I was like, oh, my God, I've seen every single movie that is nominated. But that was one of the categories out of the whole rest of it. You know what I mean? And then it's kind of predictable about, like, I voted based on who I thought should win it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if I was on the committee to vote for those things, I'm not an actor and actress, so obviously I'm not. But that was my reasoning for who I voted for, is who I would give the award to. Right. You know what I mean? Like, not who I think is going to get it, because I'm not in Hollywood. And I know that, like, Hollywood votes on that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even, like... The People's Choice Award. You know what I mean? Like, that's where your vote counts. It, that's what I'm saying. And I think that that would be drastically different than the Oscars. I also kind of feel like, too, like with the Oscars, because it is, like you said, there's half those movies no one saw. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where MTV stepped up and went, you know what? No one ever acknowledges the movies that everyone did see. Right. So we're going to have our own award show. But even that's kind of gotten a little. I think all award shows are dying. Like, you could probably Google it and find out, like, what the statistics were for the Emmys and what the statistics right. were for the Grammys and what it was for the BET Awards and the MTV Awards. And MTV has, like, the Music Awards and the Movie Awards. Right. And there's, you know, the Kids' Choice Awards. And I think award shows are becoming boring, period. You know what I mean? Like, during the Grammys, at least they have performances going on because it's about music. So you can get some of those people who are nominated for Grammys and stuff to like come on stage and do these big giant performances the whole time. Yeah, but the the the, the Grammys is that everybody's heard that music. You no, know, through airplay or no, through No, no, it's absolutely true. Fans of the, you know, of these groups or, or you know, solo artists and all they they have following. So it's not like, you know, like the post. It came out around Christmas time. Right. So everybody had to go rush go to see the post just to see it. The Shape of Water was around the same time. Sure. So I mean like you have to like shoehorn in now time to see this movie before the Christmas holidays, which right. is uh, crazy enough as it is, and then go, All right, these are the you know, nominees that we're gonna see now in, in February, March that you know we're going to vote on and you're like why can't you have it like through the year like me you know, you know No, I agree. I just think that that if during the Oscars there was more of something to watch other than a bunch of rich and famous people coming on stage and saying thank you that it would be more interesting. Right. It's it's like if like the three of us were here like, "Hey, you know I'm giving you an award for best driving ability." And you're like, thank you. No one cares because we're patting each other on the back for yeah. two and a half hours. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, at least in the Grammys or, or the MTV Awards or the BET Awards or whatever, that they bring those. Now, an actor and actress cannot come up on stage and do, like, a mini performance of whatever the fuck they're nominated for, right? <laughs> Whereas, like, in music shows, you can. You can bring that band or that group or that artist up on stage. They can do their little performance. And then whoever listened to that song 18 million times a day because it got a bunch of radio play, you can at least see them performing it. You know what I mean? Like, there's right. more to watch other than the award part of it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like the Oscars, it's not like that. Like I've never cared about the Oscars ever in my whole entire life. And I don't know anyone that does not my age, at least. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think it was Malcolm McDowell once said that he, if he, he never really understood the, I think it was him and I could be, I know I'm probably misquoting him, but he never understood the concept of best actor and have different movies because they're all playing different parts. Why not? We all do the same movie 
five different ways and then pick the best actor. <laughs> you know, I say you, you throw the Oscar in the middle of a ring and let him fight it out. Yeah. You know, just... I think it's stupid to let Hollywood vote on their own shit anyways. All right. Well, it's a too. I mean, they, they, there's, there's a YouTube video out there that they're talking about the Oscars and it's like, it's more of uh, what they do is promotional. It's a promotional Oscars. All like the five best actors will give gift bags to the people that are voting right. for the for the thing. Take them out to lunch, you know, to do different right, things. Spend soliciting, time. Right, yeah. soliciting. Right, soliciting. Yeah, but that their, falls down vote. to one big pissing contest. It exactly. does. Whoever's you got mean, the big deepest pockets. That's why I think it's dying. You know, people no. in my generation don't give a shit about any of that. I mean, we don't care about any right. of that. We're the ones who went out and see these movies. We're the ones who paid for these movies to make a profit. Why is for the Oscars is our vote not what is saying is the best. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas like the People's Choice Award, it is. And that's dying too. Right. Like we don't care. Out of that whole list, I was like, I didn't see that. I don't even know what that was. When did that hit theaters? Because I didn't even <laughs> see a trailer for it. You know what I mean? The one with um um Woody Harrelson. Right. I could not even tell you what the movie's about. Never right. seen a trailer for it. Didn't see any kind of advertising for it. Something about a billboard right. is all I know. You know what I mean? Like th- that's it. And I only voted for him because I was like, well, I like Woody Harrison. It'd be cool if he won something. But not because of the movie, just because I like him as a dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, who cares? I think the Oscars are dying. Let him die. Whatever. Okay. Take it out back and shoot it. <laughs> now, let's go back to Star Wars. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, John Williams. He was yeah. nominated for an Oscar. Yes, he was. For Star Wars, right? Yeah. Didn't win. That's a shame. I'm just saying, but he also has a comment about his life as a composer for Star Wars. Does he? Yes, he does. Okay. Would you like to hear that quote? Yes, I would. It is, that's quite enough for me, said John Williams, to quit scoring Star Wars films. (laughs) I mean, let's face it, he's, he's written music for Harry Potter. Indiana Jones, Schindler's List, which I find that that's the, the weird one out. Yeah. Um, uh, he recently spoke to a California radio station, and he said, uh, "We know J.J. Abrams is preparing one more Star Wars movie, and that I will hopefully do next year for him. I look forward to doing it. It will round out the series of nine. That will be quite enough for me." Um, his his work on Star Wars, for his work on Star Wars, well, he did win an Oscar for best original score back in '77. But since then, get this, he's been nominated for uh, for a further five. In total, he has won five Oscars and has been nominated a massive 51 times. Holy crap. I mean, that's a – but he only won five times. It's one in ten. So, like, <laughs> that's not good odds. If I see his name pop up on the Oscar sheet, I'm not voting for him next year. I'm just saying <laughs> – Every time his name pops up, I give that man my vote. If I knew that the odds were, oh, he only wins one out every ten times, I ain't voting for him. <laughs> I, that's not the way you make money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, all right, I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, sooner or later, it was going to happen. Yeah, I mean, the, every, 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 that's the thing that kind of sucks about it. all this stuff's going on with Star Wars is that a lot of people are, are like they're done because it's been so long, and it just sucks because of of how long it took all that to happen. I mean, 83, when we got return of the Jedi, it was pretty much it. And then they did some, some TV movies and, you know, and you're like, they didn't do too well. And you go, well, you know, he, you, 
you could have done another set of movies before he sold it. Like what I know he did the prequels and I, you know, and I know everybody has bad memories with that. And I I don't, you know, I'm not going to get into that. It's about the music, Ed, the music. Music. Okay. All right. I'm talking about star Wars in general. I'm going beyond the music. I'm paying the bigger picture. Oh, as it were. And I just, I just feel that it's like, it's, it took too long. Like we should have, we should have had more movies like back then. Like, like, the iron was hot. You should have kept. You should have done like some shows. You should have, you know, like thrown things out there, like with Star Wars, just to, you know, okay. keep the brain going in a way. You know, I mean, it. You got to say though, for for all the years that we've waited for a Star Wars movie, and the, you know, and everybody talks about Star Wars, it's still like one of those movies that people can still enjoy talking about over and over again. And of course, now I think. Everybody's going to start getting sick of talking about Star Wars since we've had now so many movies coming out. No, do you think there's going to be that moment where it goes, all right, enough already? I think so. I, I really do. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not hearing a lot of good things about Solo, which is really, you know, discouraging for me. I'm still going to go see it. I, I did have an article, but it was a visual, that the um, that the posters from, so, uh, from uh, Solo, the, all the individual characters, were basically a ripoff of this record uh, series. But it's a visual, and I'm like, I can't. We're on, we're on the radio. Yeah, you know, we're we're in podcast land, so it's like, hey guys, why don't you close your eyes and imagine this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, but since we are talking about Star Wars, let's yeah. talk a little bit more. Disney yeah. has got their service coming. Yes. Apparently, they tapped a big name to do a show. Yes. You you sent me the article, and I was like, I already got it. I got yeah. it like two days before you told me about it. Yes. So my finger is a little bit more on the pulse. It says Star Wars John Favreau to write and produce new live action series. All right. For those people who don't know, John Favreau is the director of Iron Man. He's been in he's happy in the Iron Man movies. Yeah. He also his first directorial tutorial movie was Elf. Yeah. Um, so he's he also did the Jungle Book. He's doing the Lion King. So even though Disney kind of they they didn't really they did a stint on Friends he did a very story he wanted to be an MMA guy yes. I remember all that real rich dude I he's a good actor and a very good director yeah. I think I don't think there's been a movie I've seen of his that I haven't enjoyed mm-hmm. in one shape or another I I don't know if I should be mad at him now for the tears that are going to fall from my eyes when I watch The Lion King <laughs> 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 like I uh, you bastard. Um, but I mean, it seems like you know, I know he had problems with Iron Man too. But I think Disney kind of made it up to him by like, "Hey, how would you like to do this? Yeah. We got this for you." But it announced. Um, I don't know if you knew it or not, but he also had a role in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Did he? Yes. Uh, it was recently revealed he had a voice in. He'll have a voice role in Solo, a Star Wars story. Really? Yeah. He's like I, um, Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, she said, I could not be more excited about John coming on board to produce and write for a new direct-to-consumer platform. Uh, John brings a perfect mix of producing and writing talent combined with the fluency in Star Wars universe. The series will allow John a chance to walk with a diverse group of writers and directors and give Lucasfilm the opportunity to build a robust talent base. Favreau chimed in saying, if you told me that 11-year-old... At, if you told me at 11 years old that I would be getting to tell stories in the Star Wars universe... I wouldn't have believed you. I can't wait to embark on this exciting adventure. Um, of course, they, as they say, they have a long history together going back to Iron Man 1. And uh, thoughts? I mean, let's face it. It's going to be for their Disney streaming service. Right, right. And I, I'm, 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 I'm kind of nervous, I'll be honest with you. I mean, 
you 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 know we've, we've had this before we've had a great talent you know heading the design of something and it was like it just kind of sunk you know like like you don't know i mean and star <laughs> wars now is like i said it's it's a touchy thing like people people get pissed off very easily and now the internet's here it can ruin any kind of you know like future of it like we might not get a season two of it if there was you know if they do it like the netflix way where they're going to give you one season all one shot so you could just binge watch the whole thing and they go okay did you see it was awesome so i think with that in mind like it's 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 very nerve-wracking where like what are they going to do like what characters are they going to have what kind of you know like what time of the universe is this going to be set in are we going to have jedis are we going to have you know is it going to be like well okay i mean there's it's a wide it's a wide wide world that they can you know do sure it's a whole universe you might yeah, say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i i, I hope as much as I enjoy the original trilogy, and I was enjoying them as much as I'm enjoying this trilogy as well, mm-hmm. I would like them to get away from this fucking family. Like, I don't really care. Like, I don't want a Chewbacca origin story. <laughs> like, I I don't need a Boba Fett origin story. Would it be cool? Sure. Will I watch it? Definitely. I don't feel like I need it. We kind of got it. I mean, that's a thing. We, sort of. You we, got it. Got it. Exactly. In episode two, you saw it. You saw two, and then you see if you see Clone Wars, it's it's uh, there's a lot of that. In All right. There, so you know. now I'm thinking though, there a lot of people aren't willing to escape from the realm of the media of movies. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's one of those things where um, I think there's going to be a book in between episode eight and nine mm-hmm. that's going to kill off Leia. You know, in that book. So that's the reason why she won't show up in nine. But there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to go see Nine that don't know about this book. And they'd be like, well, what'd they do with her? Right. You know, so it's like, well, you had to go read. You want me to read? <laughs> I'm here to, I consume my entertainment visually. Yes. You don't make me turn a page or swipe left. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Um. So, I mean, I kind of, I mean, if, is it going to be in the world of Star Wars? Sure. But I don't need six degrees of separation from Luke Skywalker. Right. You know, right, like, and, I, and I agree with you on that part. I like, like, I, I really do want to get away from Luke and Leia and that, that whole family, and just let's let's move on to another, fa- you know, another origin or or not an origin, another uh, aspect of it. I would like to see a bounty hunter show, like have right. you know have. I mean, there's a lot of bounty hunters apparently. In, Dog, in- the bounty hunter, <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett, the bounty hunter. He's gonna see he's got this blonde mane underneath his mask. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there Boba! was there was a there was a character in Clone Wars was called Cad Bane. He was a bounty hunter. He was like a cowboy. He had a duster, the, right? The right hat. I've seen him, yeah. And he he was phenomenal. Like he actually like he was the most successful bounty hunter in all the like Star <laughs> Wars. He got his job done no matter what it was. He like he got it. Like it was it was always great to see him on screen because you know shit was getting done. Shit was getting done. Like you know he was he was helping the Empire. He was he was really into this. Um, but that's the thing. Like, like I would like to see. You know, I would say like, let's do a cop buddy show. You buddy. Know? <laughs> Boba Fett and Cad, Cade. yeah, Cad Bane, Cad Bane, and, and, Bane and Fett, yeah. Fett and Bane, coming to a theater near you, <laughs> coming to a street service near you. Oh, just two bounty hunters alone in the universe, yeah. fighting for what's right in a world that's gone wrong. I'm just here to collect a paycheck. <laughs> that eyes in the back. I'm a Fett. <laughs> All right, well, since we are talking about the streaming service mm-hmm. of Disney, here's what we know so far okay. of what they're going to have. 
what we've talked about over the course of time has kind of someone's been kind enough to kind of write an article and go, this is what we know so far. Right. All right. Ready? Yes. It's going to have every Disney movie ever. Um, ever. Ever. It, from The Black Cauldron to Moana to Return to Oz to Adam Sandler's Bedtime Stories. I got questions already. All right. So either I can save my questions till the end of it or I can ask as we go along. Uh, I mean, okay, I don't know if this is not, I wouldn't say a definitive list. Because you're, you're going to be like, are they going to have this movie? It's not about are they going to have this movie. It's if they're saying every Disney movie ever, right? Like, to me, that's a real big fucking statement. Sure. Are they talking about every Disney movie ever as far as, like, stuff that has been, like, released in theaters, stuff that has been direct to video? Are they including the Disney Channel original movies in that? Like, what what does the word ever mean? Oh. Does it really mean ever? Okay, sweetheart, this comes from Sci-Fi Wire, and I'm going to say Josh Weiss, the person who wrote it. What's yeah. his email address? Uh, it's actually, you can tweet him at Joshua H. <laughs> I don't have H- a Twitter. All right. <laughs> I, I, it was back in March 8th he wrote this. It doesn't seem to be he uh, has a lot of knowledge. He's just kind of going on what he's seen so far. No, no, I understand. But when you use the word ever to me, and I'm like, okay, what, what, what kind of well, ever are I, we I always about? assume uh, when, they, when, he, when they mention that kind of thing, it's all like the, the big classic right, movies that right. you've seen in the theaters that's been released. Right. right. That's that's like the, the, the and, big thing. Like, that's like, what everybody wants. I mean, like, yeah, you kind of want, you know, The Return of Neverland or Mulan 2. Or, like they'll you know. probably have the Robin Williams version of Flubber, but not the original Flubber. See, I'm, I'm not even talking <laughs> about, like, Mulan 2, Pocahontas 2, Tarzan 2, and Tarzan and Jane. Like, some of the not-so-popular continuations of the really popular Disney movies. I'm curious about the Disney Channel original movies. Well, the ones that came on TV only. Okay, well, then maybe I would just say hold your hand. Hold no, your, that, uh, that's why uh, I asked. You want me to save right. my questions for later sure. or do it now? All right, so after that, you're going to have original shows based on Disney movies. Uh, DreamWorks did it with the Croods, How to Train Your Dragons, so why not? So, this, again, it might be more of an opinion piece than an actual factoid. Sure. Reboot of classic Disney movies like The Mighty Ducks. Titles like The Parent Trap, Father of the Bride, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and The Mighty Ducks have been kicked around in potential reboots for this service. Okay. Uh, new Star Wars content. Clearly, we've talked about the Favreau stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a ton more properties that they can work with. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they also have the Indiana Jones property. Right. Uh, a new Marvel show. Since there will be no R-rated content on the new platform, Disney will allow its edgier Marvel-owned properties to stay on Netflix and Hulu's. Shows like Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and maybe even the Runaways will stay safely where they are, at least for now. Meanwhile, on-air series like Cloak and Dagger, Legion, and The Gifted will probably be made on television and make their way to the streaming service later on. Since Cloak and Dagger and The Gifted have homes on a more family-friendly networks like Freeform and Fox, the shows might be able to join Disney's app. Nevertheless, Disney does have plans for one new Marvel property to debut on its streaming service. Okay. All right. Every MCU movie. Technically, it counts as every Disney ever made, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe has come such a phenomenon that it deserves its own category. So they might have every Marvel movie on there. Okay. Not surprised. Not surprised. How about this one? The Muppets. I'm, I'm excited because mm-hmm. hopefully they have uh, everything. I mean, the, the, besides all the movies, there's a couple. Well, they, they are actually thinking about rebooting the Muppets for the. Yeah, they're doing. Actually, I, I did read something where they're, they're actually doing a new series for the Muppets just for the streaming service. Right. So, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I would like to see the, the new series that got canceled on ABC. 
uh, the uh, yeah, Muppets. What was it? One. What was it called? The it's called Muppets. Muppets. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was great. I, I hopefully they have that on there because I still laugh at at, at that and I want to see it again and again. Um, I, hopefully they have the Muppet Show. I mean the the original Muppet Show because that was like I only have three seasons on the, on DVD. They yeah. they haven't released four and five yet, and I'm they like, own all the fucking properties. The, I mean the the reason what was holding up episode the season four was the Star Wars stuff. Yes, now they fucking own it. Well, was that five? That was season five. Was it season five? Five, yes. You sure? Oh, yes. All right, all right. I'm not gonna. I'm clearly you, you, you. I've researched this. All right, because season five is what everybody really wants. Because it has the Roger Moore. It has the you know for James Bond. That they have the uh, a lot of other 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 stuff that people would know today versus the older right. stuff of the first four seasons. Okay. Uh, apparently, it's going to have select. It could have select properties from 20th Century Fox. Because they now own Fox. Right, it's probably going to have so, the X-Men and uh, all the... Fantastic Four, Ice Age, Rio, Ferdinand, believe it or not. They wound up acquiring that, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, forget Home Alone series. You know, the, you could start your own Home Alone TV show. You know, <laughs> maybe like 24. It's the night, <laughs> a night in the, in the house. Uh, also, totally original content. Like, obviously, you have that much pro- time, property. Just create stuff. Yes. All right. Uh, what do you think? I mean, uh, I mean, it, 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 the world's their oyster. I mean, it, they could do anything. Like I said, they could have Robin Williams Flubber. They could have the Shaggy DA, or um, or what was the one that Christina Ricci had was in? Where was the cat? That darn cat, or whatever. Um, I'm looking at you, Christina because... Ricci. I don't know that. I don't one. even know who that is. You know, Christina. You know, Christina Ricci. I mean, maybe she played seen... Wednesday Adams in the Adams Family uh, movie. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I got you now. All right, I'm face to name for me. All right, you know. all right, hold on. Now I got. I, I took a gamble on on that. Family. That was a good one. <laughs> family, I'm like, oh no, she's all that one, but she was in Casper. No, no, no. As right. soon as he said Wednesday from the Adams Family, a bunch of different things came to my mind with her. I just needed a face to a name. You know, this is the same person who gets Bob Saget and Tom Selleck mixed up. Okay, that is a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Danny Bonaducci and Danny McBride. I mean, come on now. Why are y'all surprised by this? <laughs> uh, she, it was that darn cat. She was that darn cat. I think was a Disney movie, and they remade yeah. it. Yeah. So she was in that. Um. <laughs> wait, wait, Bob Saget. Who was the other one? And Tom, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. <laughs> It's the Selleck and the Saget that I've... Oh, it's the name. Okay. Yeah, it's the Because not the face. Okay, good. No, no, it's not the faces. The faces I know. But if you show me a picture of Tom Selleck on a, when we're not talking about it, like a, just a random picture, I'm like, oh, that's Bob Saget. It's not Bob Saget. I know that it's not Bob Saget. It's the Saget and the Selleck that I just can't... Okay. My brain so you, just tr- you tripped jumbled. up on the on the words, just, and I do yeah. it all the time with the two of them. And now you know Danny Bonaduce and Danny McBride. So I mean, I mix people up all the time. If you'd have showed me a picture of Christina Ricci and been like, "Who's that?" I really wish we would have tried that out for laughs and giggles, pre <laughs> me trying to figure out who she was, because I probably would have come up with some super crazy name that you guys are like, "Are you kidding me, Stacey?" That is <laughs> definitely not who that is. Since we're still talking Disney, let's get to Marvel. Okay. All right. What's the next big movie? Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, I guess is the next release. I mean, let's talk after that. No, no, I'm okay. talking that. Okay. They pushed the date up. Because they're so excited about this movie. Yes. But I want you to know, Robert Downey Jr. is prepping us for Avengers Infinity War deaths. He was, uh, this was a quote. Um, 
He said, believe me, I'm tired of every movie you know. It's the end. It's Armageddon. It's the be-all, end-all forever. And then it's not. This one actually is. They're not kidding. This is a heads-will-roll scenario. I knew it. I can't wait. Kevin Feige also spoke to the magazine. It's probably Entertainment Weekly. And this is a quote, too. It's safe to say we will say farewell to people. Kill them. The notion of an ending, the notion of a finale, becoming very intriguing to us, um, became very intriguing to us in large part because you don't see it as often in this particular genre. Great. You're right. Um, all right. So they have, uh, what do you think? This, this is, this is, this is where this, is, this movie's, <laughs> this movie's going to change the face of superhero movies in the future. Oh, that is a bold I don't agree with statement. That. You don't agree with that? Okay. I don't care. Hold on. Point counterpoint coming up, folks. Ed, explain why you feel that way. People love like Robert Downey Jr. being Tony Stark, Iron Man, uh, Chris Evans being, you know, yes. Captain America and so on. Like all these characters because they've gotten used to them and they've there. They every now they've seen these movies over and over again. Oh, you didn't see <laughs> Iron Man. Let's let's watch Iron Man. It's a great movie. Iron Man 2. Oh, it's a great. Movie. You know, like and, and so on. You know, right. you, could, you could constantly do this. So when you see characters go, you're going to be saddened by this and realize, you know, yeah, they only had six picture deal. That was it. <laughs> it's time for them to leave. I mean, but it's a series that's been going on for 10 years. Right. So it's it's a beloved series. You you you, you kind of get up you will get upset over it. So now the next phase of the of the phase three? Uh, four, I think it's like four or four, five at this excuse me, four or five at this point. Doesn't four. matter. It's phase right. four. So now you're gonna have to get new characters now interested in you know in, in the series and you go, Okay, they got all the heavy hitters out of the way, you know, in the way, you know, like these these were the big big guys that they were, you know, were you know planning like these are gotta these are gonna work or suck and they worked. It was great. Now we're gonna have to get characters that are not in pop culture icon in a way as as long as these characters, and will they be acceptable? Like, granted, I mean, like we saw Guardians of the Galaxy, we had no idea who these characters were right. at the time. We didn't care. It was like cool soundtrack. We're gonna see it, and we loved Groot and, and uh, Rocket, uh, Rocket, and so on. You know the characters because the, the the actors and uh, uh, and the makeup made it made that movie great. But the the thing is, is that when you get now to like, you know, are we going to get like the the Great Lakes uh, Avengers, you know, a Squirrel Girl and <laughs> characters? Right. It's like who, you know, like after a while, you're like, yeah, they were popular in you know somewhere, you know, and they, All right. you know, and maybe maybe won't get as good reception as it was at like like the heavy hitters will, and maybe that will hurt their uh, overall. Okay, so you think it's going to change it for the worst? Yes. All right. Counterpoint. I think that movies are in an interesting time right now for y'all. Okay. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, emphasis on for y'all. Because y'all are old, okay? <laughs> it, it Listen, it's just the truth of the matter. And I feel like today is going to be a big generational gap show for us tonight. Because all of these characters, whether it be Star Wars or Marvel or whatever the case may be, you guys have grown up with. Y'all right. have grown up with. Y'all have grown this love and this appreciation for these characters. I'm not knocking that love and appreciation, by the way. Mm. Nothing but respect for it, okay? However, how much money can you keep making off the same shit? Disney's a business. So at some point in time, they got to kill some shit off so that they can start making new money on new shit. Mm. Because at some point, none of that's going to work anymore. 
You know what I mean? Like right now, yeah, you guys go to the movies and y'all's generation go to the movies and my generation does and the generation in between us and all of that and that's great or whatever, but at some point we're all going to be gone. So the children, you have to grow a new love for these new people so that it can continue to go on. So like little kids, yeah, they like Iron Man and Batman and Superman and all, you know, at some point in time, Batman, Superman, they all got to die. They have to go so that somebody new can come in. Superhero movies just started getting like really big and really popular. So it's like this, you know, Star Wars has been around for 40 years. Superhero movies, not the case, not good ones. You know right, what I mean? Well, like, not, 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 not the like way it is now. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So they got all of the classic people out of the way, both on the DC and the Marvel side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like all those people have been done. The story's been told. These phenomenal movies and this great universe has been created and that's great. But now what? You know what I mean? Because, like, at what point in time are these little girls and little boys, they don't care about Iron Man anymore. They don't care about Captain America. They're not going to give a shit about Batman and Superman. They want new shit that they can read, that they can grow up with, that they can see grow and be big. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. they don't care. So, at some point, like, some people got to go. It's time to die. Bye-bye, Iron Man and Cap. Off (laughs) with their heads. I, um, I... Don't carry the way, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem I have, um, and I guess we'll, we'll wrap it up with this part, is that when you have a comic book character, that comic book character is timeless. Mm-hmm. There is no age. You can age them. You can keep them young. You can keep them at whatever age. You say Peter, Par- Peter Parker is going to be 16 years old from now and for the, to- for the next 25 years. Mm-hmm. However... The actor that you get to play Spider-Man can't. Right. So sooner or later, that person's going to age out. Now, while I do agree that Robert Downey Jr. is getting up in age, you can kill off Iron Man. But we live in that age where you can, someone can step in and still be an Iron Man. It just won't be Robert Downey Jr. It's like what they do with James Bond. Every once in a while, they throw out another guy and go, this is our James Bond now. You're going to yeah, like it. Yeah, but I don't agree with that either because right now you have some seven or eight-year-old kid. <laughs> when you started reading Spider-Man, you you were young. Right. So you grew with Spidey in the comics. I did. As Spidey got older and all that shit happened, you grew with him. When people started reading Batman way back when and Superman way back when and all these superheroes way back when, they grew with them. For a little kid that's seven or eight, where the fuck do they start? I, you're you know right. I mean, like, kill these characters off in the movies and in the comic books. Give them new characters that they can grow with. I that was see, but that that's how these characters got popular. I do agree, but there's the problem is, is that it is a business. Sure. So they can't like if I'm going to be like, hey, you know what? We're going to create a new superhero. It might not sell because that generation that you want to grow with that character might be beyond that. I half agree with you, half. Because currently, right now, there is a superhero movie that has done amazing in theaters. And I promise you, a bunch of kids have gone out and started to learn about Black Panther. You're right. And this boom has probably happened in the comic book industry. All they had to do was introduce one character that the younger generation of people know nothing about. You guys knew who Black Panther was because of y'all's age and y'all growing with these characters and your love for the history of comics. And that's great. People my generation and younger, unless you're, like, really into it like that, like, majority, don't know who that is. 
So this huge boom has happened for this one character that they literally stuck in the, in the a minuscule part of a movie. And we're like, we're going to put that right there just for you guys to see. The whole movie was about Captain America and Iron Man, but this one little dude happened to be in it. He gets his own movie and like, boom, this huge shit, shit happens. Okay. So like, maybe not like, kill all these people off at one time. Like you would never kill all of your product at one time. Like business wise, that's dumb. You would never do that. But like slowly start weaning people off of some of these heavy hitter names and give them new shit. Even if it's like older shit from way back when that like nobody really knows about, give them something, see if they're going to buy up those properties, see if you're going to be able to make money off of that. And then maybe start creating slower shit. I mean, this is going to take time. This is not going to happen overnight. But at some point, shit's got to die. I'm not. I'm not. Dis- I'm not disagreeing about, about people being get to go. I mean, you know, like a thing. Because you go to you like like it's like Sean said. Like these character actors are not. They're not. Right. They're not stop aging. They're going to continue age. So they can't get can't continue on to be these characters. But the idea is the fact is is that once these guys are gone, and you go well, who who are you going to pull out now from the from your you know. Uh, a gallery of, of, of superheroes are you going to now put next on the big screen and is this going to do well like like if they're not as popular or, or they're on the comic books sure. will they do well in the movies now black panther was the exception to the rule sure he did really well and i'm glad he did and i'm, I'm right I'm, you know i'm like, no, well, like you kudos know, to you, yeah right, you know, congratulations <laughs> you know you you broke boundaries that were sure. probably you know 20 years ago 30 years ago probably be unheard of you're right right, right. you know but the thing is, is that like you know, like like Marvel Girl is going to come out. Uh, uh, Miss Marvel is going to come right. out. The, the, you know, so you're going to we're going to see that. How well is that going to do? You know, like well, I, well the, and then and then it's like okay, you're it's, again that's that's a that's a secondary heavy hitter. That's not a that's not even say Miss Marvel is not even secondary. You don't think so? I don't think so at all. I mean, I think maybe the comic book forces her to be secondary, uh, secondary. But a lot of people like like as much as many people you and I knew about Black Panther. Stacey might have heard Black Panther's name maybe once in a blue moon. I if, never even knew who it was until I watched Civil right. War. So now, I have no idea. The problem is, is that we we've had this conversation many times. Some people only get their shit from the movies they watch. Mm-hmm. You know how many people swear that the rule of Batman is because it's Chris Nolan, he's the law. And yet you have seventy five years of Batman mythology that you could tap into at any time, and you choose not to because you just rather live in this bubble of Chris Nolan, mm-hmm. or you might want to live in this bubble of Tim Burton or whatever your Batman is. Mm-hmm. The problem, Joel is, Schumacher. If, if that's your case, I'm not going to knock it. <laughs> you should, but, but <laughs> it's the like, problem, I'm judging you. <laughs> but the problem is, is that it's how do you like you hope Marvel hopes that with Black Panther making a billion dollars worldwide that there's hopefully going to bring new readers to Black Panther. It might not. I mean, I'm sure that there's a statistic out there already. The movie's been out for, what, four weeks? I'm sure that at some point in time, there is some statistic that says some sales went up or down for Black Panther comics. It's definitely out there. Trust me, they're crunching numbers right now. Sure, of course they are. It's a business, yeah. As far as, like, Ant-Man. I didn't know who the fuck Ant-Man was. I had no idea who Ant-Man was. He did great. The movie was amazing, and now he's getting a second one because he got introduced into some other shit that we're familiar with. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you like this Thanksgiving dinner. You're familiar with all of these meals. By the way, here's like a new dish that I tried. And then because you're familiar with all that other stuff, you're like, oh, that's not bad. I like that new dish. That's cool. I I, I don't disagree with any of that point. The only thing is, is that now we're still pulling characters that were already established. 
No, I think that they have to use established ones first. Yeah. Like, I think that there's a step, some steps that they're going to have to go right. through. You, like, bring the people. I don't know anything about Miss Marvel. I'm a girl. So to see a new girl superhero on the screen, first of all, as a woman, that's exciting for me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it was cool, one woman. Everybody knows who she is, though it's not a fucking secret. I have no idea who Miss Marvel is. I didn't know <laughs> that there was a no, whole nother person that goes by the name of Marvel or something on the DC side. I'm learning new shit every day about that. So if she's in a movie, maybe not on her. I don't know if it's going to be a standalone or like something with other people. I don't know how they're going to do it. And I don't care to see a new person come in. Even if you watch the movie personally, I'm the type of fan who's going to want to learn some back history stuff because like, I'm not, I personally am not the kind of person who could be like, Oh, I like that, but I don't want to know anything about their history. Not my style. Not a lot of people's style, but at some point in time, like this boy's world that is going on in the superhero, it's got to go slowly fine, but like bring some new shit in or some, New old shit, if that makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? And right. once that starts to work, okay, well, maybe like in the Wakanda world, they're going to create some new characters or, or in whatever world you have going on, create some new shit, introduce it to these little kids. At the end of the day, sell a fucking toy and instantly you got comic books. I, I mean, well, I mean, she almost has, she, if this was a, if this was a, um, a dartboard, I would say she almost got a bullseye there because look at the popularity of Harley Quinn. Right. Harley Quinn was popular on an animated TV show, then became a comic book character. Mm-hmm. So why not use the Marvel movies to introduce new characters right. and then slowly she was on for one episode, right? And then see what characters hit right. in the movies, and then create a comic book based around that. If the popularity of that comic of that movie character is viable, right? But then if you kill off Captain America and and an Iron Man. Then a lot of people go. Well, I'm not going to go see it. I, look, you know? I, that's a lot I'm of not, people not... of what generation though. That's what you have to remember with some of these things. Like a lot of people of what generation and what age are going to say that. Yes, as people start to die in the Marvel universe, the DC universe, the Star Wars universe, the Star Trek universe, whatever it may be, a lot of people who have grown up with these properties are going to be like, "Nope, fuck that, I'm out." Right? It's it's, because they're it's unfamiliar. Their, they're digging their heels in right. the sand, right? You know I know what you mean. But then at the same time, every single time one of those movies gets released, a new person goes and see it. Or hundreds of millions of new people go to see this. So, like, yeah, for every single older generation person that says, fuck this, I'm out, how many more are you growing? Like, at some point, people got to... Listen, the day that they kill off Batman and Bruce Wayne ain't it no more, it's going to fuck me up. I'm going to, like, wear nothing but black for a solid two weeks and go into mourning, okay? (laughs) It's going to hurt me real bad, and I'm not of the older generation. But it has to happen, in order for these things to grow. I it mean, has to. You figure that there's probably a kid out there who saw episode seven of Star Wars. For the first time. For the first time and went, Kylo Ren killed his dad? Oh, that sucks. And the dad sitting there going, you don't know who that man was. Right. Yeah. And the kid doesn't care. He's like, because I like Kylo Ren or right. I like I like Ray. I don't know who Han Solo right. is. Other he doesn't than give being, a fuck who Darth Vader right. is. Right. He doesn't care because he doesn't know them. And that's every, like... Every new Star Wars movie is someone's first Star Wars movie. And someone's last. Right. It's It has to be that way. Or nothing's ever going to make any money. It's a circle of life. It's a circle of that cash cow. It has to. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We're going to call it a night. When we get back, we, I'll have some extra articles for bonus material. All right. All right. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You've been listening to Geeksters here live on AquanetRadio.com. 
iTunes Radio and tune in. To search Octet Radio on those apps. Don't forget, please go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters. And I want to take this moment to, I think I saw a couple of... Yeah, uh, there's a couple new ones uh, that came up. I think. Uh, Gary, uh, Carrie Gordon and Mikhail Brown. Thank you very much for liking our page, Geeksters. Thank you very much. Tell your friends and make them like it too. Make them. Make them. Force them. Tie them down to a chair. And Hack into their account and like our page. Yes. Yeah, what did I? Who are these guys? I don't know. You like them anyway. I do? Yes. All right. Um, so, again, Facebook, give us a like. We appreciate it. Go to our Twitter, at Geeksters. Yes. Uh, also, if you want to contact Ed on anything. Well, first off, oh. if you want to hear the rebroadcast of this show or past that. shows, you can by going to our wordswithgeeks.com website or iTunes or Google Play, or you can go to the About sections both of our website, wordswithgeeks.com, or Facebook to find all the other places that our, our podcast does stream on. And, of course, now, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-S. See you next week, folks. Bye. And we're back, folks. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> so I'm going through the article. This is 17 movies that shamelessly ripped off better ones. Yeah. And first one, I'm like, okay, I'm in. Second one, I'm like, eh. Third, I'm like, really? <laughs> so I'm like, this is, I, I was like, told, I told Ed that I, I maybe I should have looked at this before I said that this is what we're going to do. <laughs> and it's like, that's all right. It's, it's the fun of it. That's right. It's the journey. All right. So this article kind of basically does its little spoof of like, it's a belief that Hollywood has lost its sense of originality and no single idea is original today. Just like this article. You're right, just like this article. How many times have we seen articles like this, right? <laughs> so let's get right into it, right? Yeah. It starts off at 17. I'm going to go up to one. I yeah. can't wait to see. I don't even know idea what number one is. But first off, right up bat, and this is one that got me hooked. The Fast and the Furious ripped off Point Break. <laughs> now that you say it, you're like... Yeah. <laughs> this is the reason why. Okay? Think about it just for a second. An undercover cop infiltrates a suspected criminal organization, ends up befriending the thug, and doesn't take him in at the end. <laughs> Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Does. All right. <laughs> oh, God. Especially it's like high-end action kind of sports type uh-huh. things, something, you know, you know, borderline death, you know. Like, yeah, it makes sense. All right, so this one is, and this definitely does sound like there's more of an opinion piece because the next one is Friday the 13th ripped off Halloween. Whole slasher genre has been butchered to death. There's so many mass killers. But the in case 1978's Halloween, it's often cited as the film that kick-started the genre, even if Alfred Hitchcock's, even if Alfred Hitchcock's psycho is technically the father of slashers. Mm-hmm. Two years later, a new killer appears in the block, on the block, Jason Voorhees, in Friday the 13th. Much like Michael Myers, Jason's an unstoppable force of nature who couldn't be killed. He lurked around every corner and claimed teenage death like they were free hot dogs. That's a, like, kind of like a duh. I would also kind of, I would also argue the point, the fact that the first Friday the 13th, it was Jason Voorhees' mother yeah. that was the killer, yeah, not yeah. him. So I, I, I kind of call this guy really... This person uh, didn't really think about it, his list, as he was writing it up. However, the next one got me, this one's kind of like a 15. I think, I think like, the first ones are kind of a couple like, oh, okay, it's a little They got to round out the list right. a little bit, you know. Justice League ripped off the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Um, I, I mean, I like. Where do you start? It's kind of true. Um, well, the the, the real the real you have to go back kind of was in history and comic book history. Like, what came first, the Justice League or the Avengers? Like, what what comic book started the whole like that genre? Well, of- I I think I think you're you're going too deep. I think you're looking at just got looking from a film perspective. Oh, film perspective. This is like what movie ripped off another movie, a better movie, so to speak. Like a lot of people would say that the Justice League, because of adding Joss Whedon, he kind of helped turn it into event the Avengers because that's what I think DC was kind of hoping for, <laughs> like to make the Justice League their own Avengers type money. All right, not even close. All right, <clears throat> number fourteen. The Secret Life of Pets ripped off Toy Story. <laughs> okay. We All right. This one. Um, yeah. Despite the obvious similarity between the two films, you can't kill or hype. Uh, let's see. Well, you figure the Secret Life of Pets, it's one dog that loves his, his owner, and then a new dog comes in, tries to kind of like monopolize it like Buzz did to Woody in Toy Story. So it makes sense. Well, it, right. It's the idea of like when you're not around, these things actually have voices and actually their own attitudes and right. things like that. Okay. All right. But I'm saying like the one dog comes in and, and see your life of pets. Yes, you're and right. It's like and Buzz and Woody. And, and then, of course, the uh, Woody was like, not, you know, uh, jealous of Right. Buzz and gets him, rid of. Right. Tries to get rid of them. And then realizes he needs them. Yes. Yeah. All right. Number 13. Uh, Repo Men. Ripped off Repo, a genetic opera. <laughs> now, have you seen Repo Men? That's I've with only seen the trailer. Jude, that's with Jude, Jude Law, Law and um, Forrest Whitaker. Mm. And Repo, the genetic opera. Have you? I have it. Did I make you watch it? No. Okay. I think I might have brought it over a couple times, but it's a musical. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> basically, the idea is is that there's, um, how can I put it? It's a the similarities it's hard to it's hard to kind of put into words repo men is basically like let's say you have a kidney that you get replaced mm. you can't afford it so you make payments on that kidney right and then if in the moment you can't afford you can you make mispayments here comes the repo, repo man to take that kidney right in um the off of repo the generic opera it's kind of the same concept where only the rich can keep their organs mm-hmm. and the other one you know and there's, there's there's actually somebody out there who comes in and takes those organs back because of you're not making your payments yeah alright okay <laughs> now this one's kind of a, an obvious one too uh, the roommate ripped off single white female <laughs> single white female is um, the room is is basically a girl moves in with another girl. Yeah, I saw that one. I, I didn't saw, see. I didn't see roommate though. You know why I didn't see it either? Because I saw the trailer. I was like, it's single white female yeah. for the new age, and it's younger and hipper. Right. You know, still the same concept. All right. House of a Thousand Corpses ripped off the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. All right. But I'm I'm sure if you ask Rob Zombie himself, he would go, "Yeah, I totally ripped off because I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Like he's a very horror movie kind of guy. Right. right. Um, in fact." Speaking of the former Rolling Stones, Zombie said, I still remember that moment in 1974 when Massacre entered my world. I was nine years old and having a friend from school sleep over my house. We were watching television when suddenly it happened. A commercial for the movie that would change my life came on screen. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. 
<clears throat> so, yes. number 10. <laughs> this is Mac and Me ripped off E.T. the extra terrestrial. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, alien comes to Earth, gets stuck there, befriends a little kid. Yeah, right. Mac and Me, it was uh, the kid gets... Um, it, was, it was a wheelchair kid. Yeah. That's the only difference, but still alien right. in nature. They look kind of similar. Right. All right. I'm rep- All right, ready? Yeah. Lockout ripped off Escape from New York. Okay, now, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Lockout. No. Lockout stars Guy Pierce, and it's basically... Um, you know the plot of Escape from New York. Let's yeah. start with Escape from New York first, because yeah. that's the original, the good one. Right. New York, it's 1990. That was yes. the future. <laughs> the future. The world's in dire and is so overpopulated. The prisoners are so overpopulated that they decided to take the Manhattan Island of New York, wall it off, and throw all the prisoners in there mm-hmm. and let them fend for themselves. Right. All right. So lawlessness. Mm-hmm. Right. In, and then what happens is the president's plane goes down and they get Snake, Snake Plissken to go in to try to rescue the president. Yes. Right? The plot of Lockout with starring uh, Guy Pierce is the president's daughter is stuck in a maximum pr- maximum security prison that's on the moon out in space. Oh. And they hire Guy Pierce to come in to rescue. And again, same kind of concept. In fact, I think it remembers that um, that Luke Passant actually had to pay more than five hundred thousand dollars in damages to Carpenter because it it was it, it was plagiarizing the Escape from New York. The original Carpenter's original lawsuit sought sought two point four million in damages, claiming the movie was copied. Uh, Benson's spokesperson said that they were very surprised by the ruling, but the judges have spoken. We will accept their judgment. Well, if you go along that line, Suicide Squad almost is ripping off that. The same thing. I, you one could say, except there was just more people. Right. All right. Um, eight is uh, the quest ripped off Bloodsport. Yes. <laughs> I mean, both Jean Claude Van Damme. So, right. is it any surprise that he would copy his own movie? Um, in the case of Quest, uh, is and its martial arts com- competition plot is so similar to Bloodsport that you can smell the um, blood. Sometimes I get those movies confused. Me too. So, so close to each other. Um, and by the time the quest came out in 1996, we've already seen so many versions of Bloodsport that no one was surprised to see another one produced. Sure, John von, von Klebb's rabid fan base turned up in droves to watch the action flick, but can it compare to the legacy of the previous movies? I think, po- the only, I think the only difference between the quest and Bloodsport was the quest had uh, Roger Moore in it. Yes, as a, a, a small uh, like con man or something. Like yeah, that, I think, yeah, like a real slick guy. Yeah. All right, seven. Critters ripped off Gremlins. Yes, that that's plain and simple. For those people who don't know, Gremlins beloved Mugwai. Yeah, gets wet, has babies. You feed them after midnight, they turn to Gremlins. Yeah, Critters. They were just Gremlins right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, six Piranha ripped off Jaws. I've heard this one actually. Yeah, this this one I've actually heard of, and I kind of like I kind of see it, but I'm like, the size of the shark, the size of the fish, I don't think matters. As the plot, plot is still the same. Ooh, fish terrorizes small town. Yeah, you know. um, Well, but like Jaws was more because of the uh, the actual the anticipation because of the shark never working in the original movie. You know, too much that you know that's you know you 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 had that more of like like that you know kind of right. 
hype hyped, hyped up moment. Yeah, because uh, Jaws was in 75 and Piranha was in 78. And, uh, yeah, all right, so. What about Orca? Nobody talks about Orca. Yeah, you're right. Nobody talks about Orca. Orca is basically a ripoff of Jaws. Jaws yeah. Except with a killer whale. Yeah. Yeah, and Bo Derek. Yes. Who is not naked in it whatsoever. I think she was one nude scene because I think it was required because you have Bo Derek in a movie. Yeah. But the, the, what do you call it, the height of the movie takes place in the Antarctic. Yeah. It takes place up north, so she's completely covered up. Yes. Rips her leg off. All right. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> okay, number five. Life ripped off Alien. All right. It was, um, the Internet's theory is that 2017's Life, that's the one with um, oh, Ryan oh, Reynolds. Okay, okay. 2007, yeah, not the, not the Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence that's, movie. That's what I was <laughs> Completely two different. It's like, well, you got two guys in jail for life. An alien? How's it? How'd they rip? What? A worse connection? <laughs> no. <laughs> I forgot. So the, the internet's theory actually is that 2017's Life was actually a prequel for Venom was a convincing argument. In fact, it would have been one of the greatest marketing tricks ever and undoubtedly raised the box office draw for the film. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Life was just another alien in space movie. Even the jump scares felt like they were pulled straight out of alien movies and not one single person thought it was quite a unique concept. Looking at the lot close response to the Alien Covenant, which arrived a year later, emphasizes that the audience was growing weary of the trope. All right, here you go. Sudden death ripped off Die Hard. Now, <laughs> sudden death, the Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Oh. Not the, not sudden impact, the Clint Eastwood movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I knew what you were talking about. I was like, no, it's not the, go ahead, make my day. It's, it's, it's because uh, sudden death is basically it's the one where um, Jean Claude Van Damme works at the um, the stadium where the Penguins play yes. in Pittsburgh. Yes, and it gets taken over by terrorists, and mm-hmm. he goes running through. Yes, his <laughs> um, <clears throat> powers booth. Joshua Foss was a decent bad guy too. Um, it, this Karen Elise Bernard, who conceived sudden death story. And as the wife of Pittsburgh Penguin Zen owner Howard Baldwin isn't shy to meet the cheesiness of it all. So no wonder why it was all filmed there. <laughs> when you look at the movies in the nineteen nineties, you could you could get away with a certain amount of campy, quippy one liners, a sort of thing she said in an interview with the hockey news. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now this one again, three is uh White House Down ripped off Olympus Has Fallen. Yes. Uh, again, guy wants to become a secret service agent gets turned down or he was a secret service agent in Olympus Has Fallen he something happens to him he gets like a, a lesser pr- a promotion yeah and it, shit happens at the White House and he's the only man that can step up and save the guy um, in White House Down it's basically Tatum Channing is a guy who wanted to apply for the job got turned down but then something happened to the president and he was able, the only one to step up and take the That's right, Dave. <laughs> yes all right. Number two, Universal Soldier, another Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah. movie, ripped off The Terminator. <laughs> Not only did Terminator solidify Arnold Schwarzenegger's leading action star, launch James Cameron's directing career, but it also and it's also been preserved by the National Film Registry. In other words, it's a pretty big deal and one of the biggest films of all time. Naturally, a similar sci-fi, sci-fi action flick named Universal Soldier mm-hmm. was released in 1992, starring, yeah. you guessed it, Jean-Claude Van Damme. At the time, it was dismissed as a Terminator 2 clone, 
but it built up a cult following in the years after it became its own franchise. To say that Universal Soldier sequels have far feather better than the Terminators, as such, we're not surprised that Cameron and Tim Miller will be retreating new, uh, the new 2019 movie as a direct sequel to Terminator 2 or anything else. Did you know that uh, uh, Terminator, that uh, Schwarzenegger was the first person to... The original person was O.J. Simpson. Simpson yes. I knew that. That's that. Speaking of, I think tonight is Sunday, uh, March 11th. 11th. Fox is doing the O.J. Simpson interview. The, the interview, the confessional tape, I guess, apparently. Yeah. Like a, 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 okay, sidebar. Do you care at this point anymore? Like, I mean. Like, I, 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 like, yeah, I don't want to sound like a bad person, but I'm going to anyway, so I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of do. Not, not so much that, like, you know, like, justice has to be served because it's like. Well, he kind of was. I mean, well, he lost the so Like, he, he lost the criminal. He won the criminal case. Yeah. And then he he was acquitted, but he lost the civil suit. Yes. And then later he got jailed for trying to steal back the stuff that was being sold off. Right. So he did serve jail time. Right. And then came out. Now, granted, it wasn't jail time for the alleged mur- the alleged murder of his wife and her boyfriend. Right. Or if it wasn't. It's, bo- it's kind of like, like you just want like, the this, this story to resolve itself. Like you go, all right, he did it. All right, let's move on. Like we, you know, I mean, I granted, you know, the families will never be able to move on because of what happened, right? But like for the rest of the world, it's like okay, you know, like well, you, okay, I gotta ask, like, what do you like? Because she asked, like, if I was gonna record, it, and I was like, I have no, I have no, I know he did it. Most of the world knows he did it. If it's if if it's a confession, it should be five minutes long. It should be OJ going, yeah, I did it. I got away with it. Fuck all he is, right. like. That could have been uh, that that that's a commercial spot, right? That, that's it. I don't need an hour. It's going to be an hour long. I didn't even know how long it was going to be, but it was just like how long is this interview with him going? Because he also wrote a book, like how how I, how I would have done it. Like he wrote a book on if he was going to kill his wife, this is how he would have done it, <laughs> and it's like. How dumb are you? I'm, I'm, I remember. I'm going. Well, how does that make you look innocent? Like if you walked away, it's like oh, it was almost very serious, like psychopathic. Like he wants the world to know that he got away with it, but everyone in the world knows he didn't. Like, like it's kind of one of those like. Well, it's like we watched. I think it was when we were the, going to the gym at the time, and it was that right. NFL film or not NFL film. It was yeah, the thirty for ESPN yeah. thirty for thirty, and they were showing the whole thing. And it's actually like like true, like the way the way of the world it was. It was like all like black people were getting, especially in California, were getting really like doing sure. nothing, and then getting away. Like like that when the Asian woman shoots this black woman in a store because she doesn't trust her. <coughs> you, right. know, you know, she wasn't stealing anything, and, and she got acquitted. She didn't do serve any jail time, so of course everybody was right. up in arms about that. And then, you the know... The Rodney King verdict, sorry, yeah. Right, the beating of that. And it's just like, they, the cops got away with it. And you're like, there's videotape. Like, like how much like beating can this guy get? Like the, right. You know, so as that goes on, so you kind of go... Well, now you make sense. Like he had enough smart white lawyers to get him off, basically. Right. You know, and it's at times they they said that he thought he's a white guy more than a yeah. black person. Like he never he never brought race into anything he did. 
it was just O.J. Simpson. You know, right. it wasn't O.J. Simpson, black sports athlete actor. Right. You know, it was just O.J. Simpson. Because they didn't want to because they were they knew that if he did, if he did, I think they acquitted him solely for the fact that, and you and I lived through this, so that's yeah. why we have, like, at the time, if they were to have found him guilty, there would be no more Los Angeles. Right. I think they would have burned it completely down to the ground. Oh, yeah. They had no choice but to acquit him. Right. Because everybody on that jury was like, he's so fucking guilty. Right. Like, no one bought that. Oh, the glove doesn't fit. You must acquit, babe, because you could see him. He's got a rubber glove on to fit over a glove that's supposed to be skin tight to his hand anyway. And he folds his hands outwards so that it never really fully goes. It's like like when you do the old, hey, look, here's a quarter. Now it's disappearing. I pull it out of your ear. Oh, my God, it's magic. It's like, dude. You know, come on. Right. <laughs> like, we all know how that trick's done. Yes. You know, so it's like when Fox is like, oh, we're going to do this, I really would like to see the like the ratings for it. Because unless he goes, this is what I did, and this is how I did it, and this is how I got Not only did I get away with it, I even wrote about how I got away with it, or under the guise of how I would have done it, yeah. wink, wink, nudge, nudge, where I would And it just seems to be like he wants the world, he wants to admit to it, just to be able to go, I did it. Mm-hmm. Like, and then the world to go, oh, kind of know you did it anyway. Like at this point, it'd be, it'd be like Charles Manson, wait for coming back from the dead, going, I'm crazy. <laughs> I admit it. I'm completely nuts. I'm fucked in the head. That's right. Um, you guys thought I was saying this whole time. I wasn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, but the but the thing is, is like 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 once you get that a middle for it, it's kind of like it's now resolved <laughs> because now you becomes they never catch the killer, you know. Right. That's you know that's not OJ. So it's like, well, then this killer's still out there. Like right. I, I there would be. I mean, I guess there is something to say. Like if he did admit to it fully, because I mean it aired tonight. I'm sure there should be there should be at least one news article about it tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> if anybody cared. To at least give the Goldmans and and the Browns at least some sort of resolve, some kind of closure to be able to yeah closure. But I don't, I I just don't see that happening. I get a feeling it's going to be a lot of him going. Well, if I did do it, yeah. I would have done it this way, you know. <laughs> and then well, I did have a knife that looked like that, and I was really mad at her, so I cut her. I didn't know I cut her that bad. <laughs> and then that guy walked in. I had to kill him too. You know, like, like, is that what they want? <laughs> In my glorious dreams, yes, that's what I want. I, like, I want him to, you know, <clears throat> finally admit that he did it. You know, he did it. It's just like you can't be tried for it again. You're right. He there's, can't there's, be. There's nothing they can do. You know, he's he's paying for it through the civil suit. You know, he's you know. Right. I mean, there is even if he did admit to it, there there's no. He's got. Which is probably the perfect reason why now to admit it, because he did his jail time. Mm-hmm. He for the other things, at the, he's still paying. He, I, he'd be like, "Yeah, I did it. What do you want? This is why I did it." Because I mean, like, if you figure, probably there's, he, he, he's probably getting tired of press, like always hounding him. Did you do it? Why'd you kill your wife? Yeah. Why'd you do it, OJ? OJ, you saw you killed your wife. <laughs> I didn't do it. The glove didn't fit. You had to quit. You know. And now after all these years, he's like, all right, you know what? You got me. I did do it. You can't do anything about it. Waka waka. Like. 
Anyway, let's get back <laughs> He's just sitting there going, hey, hold on, can we cut for a second? Oh, I'm sorry, bad choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 don't lose your head. Oh, that's another bad choice. I, I can't really say anything, can I? <laughs> let's get back to the list. All right, because the other guy, to be honest, number one's not really that great one. I was kind of over some real like, oh, my God, I never would have saw that coming. Number one is Wishmaster ripped off a Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> that's the big one. That's number one. I would have thought the Fast and Furious would have been the number one. one right. Because that was like a, you know what, you're right. <laughs> it never, never occurred to me. You know, but this one is Wishmaster is a movie that let uh, England breathe without all the Freddy makeup. Um, Andrew Devinoff as the gin instead. That's the one where it was the um, Wishmaster. He was a genie, mm-hmm. a gin. And you'd make a wish and it would come true. It was, it was, and he would harass. It, I remember seeing it. <laughs> I never saw which movies. I saw the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but I never saw that one. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh-huh. What do you do when horror audience grow tired of Robert England as Freddy Krueger? You cast England in another horror franchise. Of course, the year is 1997. Wishmaster was a movie that Ling- England breathed without all the Freddy makeup and not be the bad guy for once, electing to cast Andrew Divoff as the gin instead. Um... Uh, However, the structure of the whole movie could have been straight from a canceled script for a Nightmare on Elm Street sequel. Nothing was sacred in the 90s horror. We saw the likes of strange films such as Wes Craven's New Nightmare and Jason Goes to Hell produced. So no one would have batted an eye of, eyelid if Wishmaster was somehow canon. Even so, Wishmaster received another three sequels, so it's okay for itself in the perspective <laughs> retrospect. Um, I'm trying to think, like, I wish they had, where's the, I wish there was a, um, comment section like to see what other let us know in the comment section where's the comment section because I don't see it because I'd be curious what other people would like to say oh wait maybe the, if I hit that button loading comments <laughs> right off the bat Joseph Lee ripped off a turd and it still stank worse no <laughs> <laughs> uh. <sighs> uh. Speaking of superhero movies, I did see something over your shoulder when we were uh, recording tonight or, or doing uh-huh. the live show, uh, and I actually saw the article a bit uh, of the uh, fact that uh, uh, Tom Cruise might be... Uh, uh, okay, uh, all right. Tom Cruise's Green Lantern may actually happen. All right, okay, fine. I'll, I'll throw this one in the mix, too, since you saw it, because they have the Tom Cruise in the, in, <laughs> yes. in the Green Lantern suit. I actually saw the story all this week, <laughs> All right, here it is. It's time to prepare for DC's Green Lantern movie to start Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan. Fans may still have a hard time believing Warner Brothers is moving forward with any movie adaptation of Green Lantern, let alone proposed Green Lantern Corps ensemble. At a time when the future of the DCEU is uncertain, trying a second swing at the superhero Ryan Reynolds still takes shots at sounds like a folly. But then new leadership of DC films isn't going to win over fans by sticking to safe bets. Not that a star of Cruz's stature is a quote-unquote risk at this point. <laughs> that's the best part, the stature. <laughs> Here's more evidence that's that's tying Tom Cruise to the role of Hal Jordan. All right? Yes, God. Okay. Um, new reports of the Warner Brothers is looking f- to the current Mission Impossible director for a Green Lantern movie may reveal more than f- most fans realize. Um, when you connect the dots... And again, this is a speculation article. Yes. This is why I didn't bring it. <laughs> the potential star and director seem to make perfect sense for DC films. 
and Green Lantern Hal Jordan, not just on the set of such a big sci-fi blockbuster, but behind the scenes giving the best chance of getting a DC another winner. Who, I, whether or not the rumors prove true, it's a sign that the initial word of Tom Cruise being sought was more than just Hollywood gossip. Uh, this page, Tom Cruise may not have passed on. And why Tom Cruise makes perfect sense for Hal Jordan. You ready? Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. I can't believe we're going down this wire hole. <laughs> All right. After weighing, after weighing the reports, it seems a stretch to assume the reports aren't connected. The most obvious explanation still begins with Warner Brothers trying to convince Tom Cruise to nab the lead in Green Lantern Corps, as previously rumored. They will be t- uh, tenuous at best uh, on a little more than fact that Cruz hasn't made many films like Warner Brothers. But after the recent shifts in leadership, it is not clear who Cruz would be working with as star and producer. He sh- he sh- he gets involved. Um, where were he to apply the same leverage as he did with Mission Impossible and moving to bring Macquarie into the deal to write, direct, and produce, things change considerably. Regardless of the outcome, the most obvious explanation suggests Cruz has yet to formally refuse or at least lack any interest. But Warner Brothers is willing to give up such but is Warner Brothers willing to give up such secret uh, such creative freedom? That may be the sticking point considering the rumors of studio meddling in both Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman, and that was before the Justice League movie debacle. Then again, Warner Brothers may be more than willing to get into business with proven creators. Would that be enough to convince Cruz to take one of two, one of the two starring roles for sake of the movie and the character? We hope so. <laughs> um, there's plenty of comic book fans who hear the name Tom Cruise in discussions about Green Lantern and simply scoff, like Ed is apparently. <laughs> but such is the price of undeniable A-lister status, as many balked at Ben Affleck being cast as Batman, noting the actor for his worst roles, not his best. But nobody needs to make a case for Tom Cruise instantly turning Green Lantern Corps into an uphill battle into serious contender. Not just not just for his knack of drawing blockbuster crowds, but for budget and quality associated with the project he joins. <laughs> Thankfully, the role of Hal Jordan in Green Lantern Corps could also capitalize on Cruise's entire range of talent while bringing as an as yet unexplored structure to the superhero genre. Uh, for those who may not cut up with the core rumors, the prior reports suggest that Green Lantern Corps was co-host Hal Jordan, Hal Jordan and John Stewart. One, the test pilot turned veteran cop. The other one, new recruit and former Army sniper. Word of mouth says DC is looking for a start at of up to age of 50 for Hal Jordan. They would surely make an exception for the 55-year-old Cruz. Just the question from casting standpoint isn't just which actors could play Hal Jordan, but who step on screen as their first film and sell the idea they've been a superhero for years? <laughs> An actor of Cruz's fame would do it from before the first teaser trailer, but much like the same way Ben Affleck eclipsed Henry Cavill in Batman v Superman. The biggest opportunity, though, may be a team's chemistry. If fans' hopes come true and Core turns into a full-blown ensemble with a squad starring Lanterns, Howe would be the one character guaranteed not to be overshadowed which is harder than it seems. <laughs> First off, I'm picturing the the the, <coughs> the Justice League two with now 
Tom Cruise and Al Jordan Green Lantern. It's like all these tall men and this short little oh. guy. <laughs> or they put a soapbox so down. You're right, because Ben is 6'3". Henry Cavill's in his, he's like six yeah. stars, six waters, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you're both six foot. I remember them saying that Batman's finally taller than Superman. But Tom is like 5'2", five, 5'5", five, five, I think at the max. Yes. Maybe, I'll look, I'll be honest, it's maybe 5'6". You know, I'll give him a little bit extra, you know, because he's Tom Cruise. <laughs> but it would be one of these things is not like the other. I think Gal Gadot's taller than, <laughs> I get, now I gotta look. I gotta, how tall is I got to find out, okay? <laughs> You're doing Gal Gadot. I'll do Gal Gadot. How, how tall <laughs> is Gal Gadot? She is 5'10". All right? That's without the heels. Tom Cruise going 5'5", 5'6". He is 5'7". Five, 5'7". Seven. Five, seven. Okay. It's a little bit more than that. She still has got three inches on him, and that's without heels. Yes. So when they put heels on her, she's gonna be, she has to be a tall, as tall as Batman and Superman. Can you imagine the size of heels they're going to put on Tom Cruise? <laughs> or what they'll do is, you know how they're going to make up with the height? Green Lantern just floats all the time. <laughs> this short his, his short little legs up by Ben Affleck's knees as he's trying to talk to him eye to eye. <laughs> He has. To, you just see how a good real man walking up to Ben Affleck and just grabs like a soapbox and just stands right on top and goes, "You look at me, sir. Look into my eyes." Like a, <laughs> uh, just see him running, just in a green suit. He won't have to run; he'll fly. He'll just make him fly, and it'll be intense, and it'll be cool, and it'll be awesome. <laughs> And, and then as Green Lantern, he'll make a sofa so he can jump on it. <laughs> that is the worst idea I've ever heard. I'm <laughs> cruised by Al Jordan. Wow. That's, that's, <laughs> I mean, what kind of acting range do you need for Green Lantern? <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I, 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 that ain't happening. I just don't see if I could. I could say this is that if he was Green Lantern, his overacting ability would go like a thousand, and it'd be like just totally cheesy looking through the whole movie. Like, maybe, 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 we, maybe we're the ones being played for fools. Maybe DC is trying to make comedies. Well, I ain't laughing. I mean, you were you kind of laughing, but like you're <laughs> sitting there. The ugly concept is ridiculous. Uh, but I don't see Tom Cruise doing a comedy though. Was he? Did he ever do a comedy? Yeah, he's done some romantic comedies. Oh, come on, romantic comedies are really. Chaotic. I mean, well, I thought what he called Day and Night was kind of comedic. Him and uh, yeah, Cameron Diaz. Diaz. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You no, know, I mean, I wouldn't say it was rip roaringly funny, but you know, it was like Tom Cruise going, "You know what? We're friends. I kind of want to make a movie with you. Let's do Night and Day." That's yeah. <laughs> kind of how it happened. Yes. I don't know, man. I just don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't see it happen. I think it was one of those like, hey, in the rumor mill type thing. And I saw it and I'm like, there's no meat there. Other than the fact that someone going, well, this guy's working with Tom Cruise right now. And they're trying to get him. So why wouldn't that guy try to bring Tom Cruise in? It will work perfectly. I'm like, what? Is, 
What really? See that I'm more interested to see see mission the next mission of Boss movie because Henry Cavill's in it. Right. I want to see them go with like And there's a fight scene with the two of them in that bathroom. And oh yeah, you just see Tom Cruise being look so short next to Henry Cavill. Especially because it's Cavill's got the shoulders and the yeah. broad chest because he, he's still got the Superman body. Yeah. Oh <laughs> God, it's gonna be so much fun. All right. Well, folks, uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Geeksters here. At our two-bit production studio, because we're doing the podcast version. Yes. But if you want to catch the radio portion of the show, you can on Sunday nights starting around 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, and tune in. So search Aquanet Radio on those apps. All right. And, of course, if there's anything you want to talk to Ed about, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. But before you do that, please go to our Facebook page and give us a like or follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Ah. But if you want to contact Sean on anything we <laughs> talked about or want to say hello or I, I give him an article that you want him to talk about, you can contact him at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And it's S-H-A-W-N. I, I just for the record, I was going to throw the Facebook stuff in after I gave, after you said the, oh, the I, uh, but I, no, no, right. we don't, we don't really, we kind of wing it. So yes. it's fine. All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week. That was wonderful. <laughs> Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.